this is the Takes It Took. Uh, I am your host for today, Miles, and uh, with me we have, as always, Stefan. Stefan. And Mariah. And Mariah. Oh, what? Mariah. <laughs> like your like your Wario. Like I'm Wario. Yeah, yeah, like my Wario version. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be. I'd be Wiles. <laughs> I guess. Well, if it's just the W, then I'm. Weapon. 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 I think weapon is better. Weapon. Weapon. Well, now that we've discussed what our warrior names are, please uh, comment on our latest Instagram post and let us know what your warrior names are. Yeah, let us know. So, what movie have you guys seen recently? Um, yeah, you, that you would like to talk about briefly. Well, we all as watched... As fast as possible. <laughs> Every second counts. We all watched The Northman together. We did. That was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about it, if I'm being completely honest, other than the cinematography was really pretty, mm-hmm. and... Gamer he, neck. He got the gamer, gamer neck, neck, the nerd he neck. Really um, bad and it was good. Other than that, I recently rewatched uh, the Studio Ghibli movie, The Cat Returns, um, which was a movie that I watched when I was like seven, the little with suits. They got yeah, the suits. Yeah, and it um it like scared me when I was little because I was terrified of the idea of basically being held against my will and being turned into a cat. It like freaked me out. And so then I re I rewatched it this last weekend and like yeah, it's still kind of like messed up and I I feel like it validates the feelings that I had when I watched it when I was like seven or eight right. and it like, scared me. Um but it did have a lot of really good voice actors in it. Like, it was a really good cast, though, which I didn't realize. It's kind of like Anne Hathaway, Tim Curry, uh, Elliot Gould. Andy Richter. Andy Richter is in it. Dang. Um, All names that Terry I Ellis. do not know. The man, uh, he's the man in black in Princess Bride. Oh, Wesley. okay. Princess Bride. Yeah. Wesley's in it. Anne Hathaway. You know who Anne Hathaway is. I could She's not. One of the Princess, I couldn't. Princess Diaries? Wim is... Oh, yeah, okay. See, the problem is, like, I'm so bad with names, but, like, if you yeah. tell me what they're in, I'm like, oh, okay, I know that. I watched a movie. First of all, yeah, we all saw The Northland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expected a little more, but it was good. Very Shakespearean. Um, I watched a wonderful movie called Willy's Wonderland. Oh! Yeah! Oh, I love it. I fucking love it Willy's was, Wonderland. It was a trip. It was wild. I think, I think it leaves a lot... To the audience. Um, it's so good. Sorry, I just nodded my head silently. This yeah, is yeah. a podcast. Yes, um, I agree. Because, okay, just quickly, I was the one who got them to watch. Yes. Miles, Willy's Wonderland. My, my car was trapped in LA. Miles picked us up, and then we all watched Willy's Wonderland mm-hmm. oh. that night. I feel like, although, so I feel like I should, I should preface to the audience here that um, it's a great movie, but it is an awful movie. Oh, yes, it is very bad. Um, but it's wild. And and the, the color correction is is like <laughs> living in, in the post apocalyptic world where everything's orange. Yeah. For no Nicholas reason. Cage For no reason. Nicholas Cage is in it. Nicholas that's Cage the is most in important it. part. He doesn't speak a single word, and he has a very like uh, intimate relationship with a pinball machine, um, mm-hmm. and he drinks mysterious soda liquid. Yeah, um, and he beats up animatronic uh, monsters and. Five Nights at Freddy's Ripoff. It's so good. Yeah, if you like watching bad movies, possibly while high, Willy's Wonderland is, is probably the movie to watch. I think that's a good way of selling it. Yeah. 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 Um, what about you, Miles? What have I watched recently? 
Oh, golly. I actually didn't. I think I've watched much recently. You know what? I'm going to break it. I'm going to break the system itself. Uh-huh. I've been watching very... Oh, the show. show! I've been watching a show. We don't discuss Whoa. shows on this podcast. Get oh. out. <laughs> Actually, we have your replacement coming in the door right now. Okay. Um, then Wiles. you know what? Wiles is coming in. <laughs> Wiles is coming in. <laughs> you got to get out of the apartment. And like, you don't want me anymore. Fuck. I got to go live in a box and watch Barry. Start a podcast about shows. Boxcast. Mm-hmm. About you being homeless. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's a good show. I enjoy it. I've heard good things. It's worth a watch. But you know what? We're not talking about Barry today. We're talking, we're talking about, about something much better. We're talking about something that literally every human being on Earth has watched and enjoyed. Uh huh. Because Avatar, it is the highest grossing. It is the highest grossing movie. The phenomena that is. Okay, before Avatar. we get into, uh-huh. and I've mentioned this before, we've talked about it. Before we get into Avatar, I will say, I hate Avengers beat it, and mm. then they went back and re-released it to get that number one spot again. Yeah. It feels slimy to me. It's it feels like there wasn't slimy. really a good reason, um, and I just think that it's like kind of just yeah. mean. He did it. He did it because he was like, "It's mine. I want. I want." Who's the decision? Who, who, who makes it? Is that his? It, is that and he must have been a part of it. It's got to be more than him, though. You think it's be it was like Fox that was like, "Excuse me." That's okay, our but, title. Okay, so they re-released it, right? Yeah. Who, what, who saw it? I don't remember it ever being back in theaters. How, <laughs> how know, did that I don't remember it either. I, you know, I actually don't like, remember oh, it being back in theaters. What? When? When did this, like, when did, you when know? Did who did people watch this? Um, so yeah, they re-released it specifically in China to get it to Pass Avengers, and then just looking it up, they're actually going to re-release Avatar in theaters this September Oh my god. In preparation. That, that kind of makes sense. That one, that one like, makes, sense, makes sense. That one kind of that one makes sense. You know what? I'm going to share I have a, a little feeling bit. People are just going to be watching it more in general now that the second one's coming out. Yeah. We, that actually might make more sense when I talk about some of the things they did to hype up the movie okay. later on. Okay. Um, because they did do like pre-release stuff for Avatar where people could go to the movie theater and see the like 15 minutes of the movie. Mm, wow. Because it was getting such shitty reviews before it came out. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Because people were like, it's bad, huh. and it's just like some CGI mess. And then everyone was like, oh shit, we gotta like hype this movie up. But anyway, that's that's at the end. This is the beginning. Wild. Okay. Wild. Anyway, I just wanted to put that in that like... It's scummy. I didn't I like just it. feel like it's scummy. It makes more sense really for like a September release this year. Because... To kind of get it ready, but why? Like they just re-released I think, it. I think... Uh... They all suck, so I don't really care what the uh, the pigs wallowing in the mud do <laughs> on a hill higher than the other one because they're all stinky pigs. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, that's, that's this is the industry yeah. that you want to be in. I know. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know know I, I don't know if I want to be in the stinky pig. <laughs> get in the stinky pig pit. I want to. I want to be literally rolling in mud, not oink oink piggy boy. Get in the mud, piggy boy. I had a cake pop on the way here. Let's get right into the origins <laughs> of Avatar. All right, yeah, let's actually start the episode yeah. now. So, the idea for Avatar, James Cameron, who, okay, actually, another side thing. When I was researching this movie, I don't know why, but literally everybody refers to him as Jim, hmm. not James. Hmm. And it, it confused the hell out of me. But, like, 
all the gym. Like, all the actors and cast are like, oh, yeah, Jim did this, Jim did that. I'm like, are we talking about the same person? Oh, Jimmy. If you look up, like, Jim Cameron, James Cameron pops up. So I I think they just, like, that's just how they referred to him. Well, I know that, uh, again, Anne Hathaway, um, I know she goes by, like, Annie, and she's like, yeah, it's weird when people call me Anne, but that's, like, just the stage name that I had to choose. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like that. Weird. Well, anyway, Jim Cameron... Is I'm gonna call him because he's my best goddamn buddy. Okay. Good old um, Jim. First, first nickname basis. Yeah. He can call me Wiles. <laughs> call me Wiles. Jim attributes like this movie going back to like his childhood. <laughs> he was when he was like a little boy catching bugs and and animals in the in the woods near his house. He would like think up of like fun sci-fi other worlds to be in, and so he would like. You know, he was like an artist growing up, so he would draw the animals and the, the before they were the Navi, he would draw the Navi people. He like kind of had the idea throughout his entire life, but he started writing it um, in 95, Dang. which is significantly Dang. sooner than the yeah. movie was actually yes. made. Because um, <sighs> while on set of the Titanic, he was like talking to people about Avatar. Wow. Um, I don't know why that's so weird to think about. Well, okay, and I'm going to sort of jump in here real quick. Again, thinking, we've talked about this. The first Avatar came out in 2009, Yeah, right? 2009. It is now 2022. The sequel is coming out. Mm-hmm. It's been more than a decade. <laughs> yeah. It's been more than a decade. This man has, and if he was thinking about starting this in 95, he's dedicated so much of oh, his yeah. life to this one story. And that, like, fascinates me. That he's so, like, driven and dedicated to this, like, world and the story and these people that, like, I feel art that interesting. <laughs> it's, there's it's, so it's much lore. There's really an bizarre. ungodly amount. Like, actually, this world is so fleshed out. I, and, I will say, though, knowing that, like, it started as a kid kind of does endear it to me a little bit. Yeah. Knowing that, like, it's very deep for him, like, from childhood. Remember that when Avatar 5 comes out. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Keep that in mind. When Avatar 5 comes out All here right. at Disney World... <laughs> At Pandora Land, right. <laughs> breathing in that sweet, sweet scent of of Navi. <laughs> but yeah, so he's tossing around the idea in '95, and everybody is like, "Wow, that's super cool." No, <laughs> we're not doing it. How would it look so bad in '95? <laughs> because they did it. In yeah, because they're basically just like, "My boy, my sweet, sweet child, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Cameron." This is like a Lucas situation. <laughs> you can't make this because the technology's not there. You want to do all these things? You can't. Like, I hate to tell you this. Yeah. So he just can't do it until he realizes the technology is finally there with Brother Termite. Um, huh? Which is Brother <laughs> Termite. This, this is the turning point. Yeah. Brother Termite, whatever this thing is. <laughs> Brother Termite was um, kind of like a... Uh, Kind of like face capture technology test. Oh. Uh, it was originally a novel by uh, Patricia Anthony, and they did. So it's just like some like alien comes to Earth oh. and does some oh, stuff. Okay. But they did like a a um, performance capture test for the alien to like get all his his motion features, and that came out. And then Jim was like, "I'm on it. Gotcha. It can finally be made." So in 2001, the technology is finally there after. Like, it's now six years yeah. of Jim just having this shit in his mind. And it, it won't be 
another four years until Avatar finally starts kicking off. Wow. Dang. They go to Fox and they go, hey, Fox, we want you to give us money for a year just to like test out all the shit that we want to yeah. do. Um, so Fox gives them a budget. This that, is in 2001? This is in 2005. Okay, this is the This is later. the years later, later yeah. They get their budget. And the budget will end up at $237 million. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of, of money. And you might be wondering, where does that money go? Well, it went to two major places. Um, it went to the technical side, ran by Rob Legato and Glenn Berry. So they were the guys kind of responsible for all the, the tech side, the motion capture, the performance capture, reality camera that they'll be using, okay. which is like pioneers for this film. And the design side, which is run by Neville Page, Yuri Bartoli, George Rochelle, Wayne Barlow, and Rob Powers. So big cast of people. All working on this is like the lore side. This is like okay. creating the characters, the world, the animals, the plants. When they were first creating the Navi, they started off as like amphibious kind of fish people. Mm. So, because we know them now it's like the cats, yeah. the cat people. Blue they started off as like yeah, blue. Well, they were always going to be blue. Is there so a significance at this? Or he just, just thought blue? that blue was alien. Jim was like, I want a blue because blue is oh. not a human skin color. Fair enough. Fair enough. Simple as that. But so they start doing like the 2D sketches and they're like, ah, nothing's really feeling right to them. So they end up getting some of the guys to do like actual clay models. And that's where they start getting like how tall they are, how like lanky and weird and cat-like they are. Yeah. So that's where that comes from. When they're doing like the, the landscapes and stuff, they went to China and India to get kind of like the mountain regions of the area mm -hmm. um, because the whole world of like Pandora is absolutely fucked by magnetic fields. Okay. So like yeah. all the weird like arches and yeah. stuff yes. are supposed to represent magnetic fields. Okay. That, oh, okay. So we had a whole thing and I'll be honest, like not even joking, that's kind of what I thought was the explanation because like. Because they have like the floating mountains and stuff. Yeah, the Hallelujah, anyways, the Hallelujah Mountains. Hallelujah Mountains. Hallelujah Mountains. The, the legendary floating mountains of Pandora. Mm -hmm. um, we were, anyways, we, like, we yeah. were watching it uh, and we see like the rock arches yeah. and it's stuff. Yeah, like, it's like very circular. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's created by the magnetic fields. Yeah. Gotcha. But lore wise. We're watching it and Stefan just very sincerely goes, that's not natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that's where yeah. you draw the line. Yeah. It's like the, the arched was, rocks. But I was like, I was like, it must be something to do with like the weird because they keep talking about like vortexes and like mm -hmm. magnetic stuff. So yeah. like, it must have something to do with that. And because of that magnetic field, they are like, okay, well the Navi can't use metal because like metal just doesn't work in this world because it'd be like if you had a metal arrow, it would be. Yeah, thrown off every which way. Yeah. So they're like forced to stay in like bone and wood gotcha. and stuff. Interesting. But anyway, they start going to Weather Digital um, ah, to do credits. Yeah, very, the very early tests where they get not even the final actors to do a scene and then they give that to Weather Digital to create the first animations. Um, and Weather Digital liked doing that so much 
that they passed up three other movies in hopes that Avatar would be greenlit mm. so that they could do it. Do you know what those movies are, or is it just unnamed? I heard it at some point and oh, okay. forgot. Okay, that's so. fine. That's, that's fine. Come on, Miles. You don't know the oh, three movies they passed on? Dropping the ball. Oh, fuck. No, one of them was King Kong. Okay, that's not a... That's okay. So, that's okay. That's a safe one. That's, that's a, safe that's one a good one, one that they passed on that one. But yeah, so, while What a Digital is doing that, bring it back over to our, our lore team. And they are <laughs> now in the costume department. You might be wondering, what are the costume department doing? They're making every piece that you see the Navi wear. Mm. The clothes that don't actually exist. They made all of them. They made every single one the way that Jim Cameron said the Navi would make it. <laughs> wow. With their little four fingers? With their, with their four grubby fingers. <laughs> they weaved every piece of clothing That's you insane. see the Navi wear. So, for... Was it just, like, reference? Just reference, yeah. Okay. Purely for reference. Interesting. So they would, like, on stage, they would have the actors wear this so that when they inevitably gave that stuff to the animators, okay, yeah. the animators would have reference. Reference for motion and light. But, like, they had to make all of yeah. these costumes. That is so not cost-effective. That, yeah, will not basically be used at all. That's um, wild. It's very Can, wild. I don't know if you'll get into this later, and maybe I'm jumping on this prematurely asking this. What was the general mood of the people working on this? Were people happy to be working on this? People were happy to be working okay. on this. Okay. Because, so the whole art department was like, we get to make this work. It does sound kind of fun to just, like, I get to come up Like, Jim was just like, okay, make an alien world that isn't yeah. human in any single regard. Kind of, like, mash up a bunch of different things and see where it takes you. So everyone was like, oh, this is rad. I kind of just like get to take the ball and, and roll with it. Mm -hmm. So everyone fucking loved it. Okay. Hmm. They started doing music stuff. And the music in this world, boy, oh boy, I'm going to have a lot to talk about. Jim brings on Dr. Wanda Bryant, an ethnomusicologist. Are you just laughing at her name? No, it's just the fact that he brought it. Just doctor. Oh, and I was like, doctor. Oh, and I was oh like, one of many doctors. Dang. One of many doctors he brings in. So, I thought you were just laughing at the name Wanda, and I was like, no, what's up with that? Where's, um, what's the Timmy Turner? The Wanda? <laughs> Cosmo. 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 Yeah, Dr. Cosmo is going to come in later. Dr. Cosmo and Wanda. Marvel reference. I don't know the characters. Anyways, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, so... Dr. Wanda Bryant, an ethnomusicologist, comes on, um, and she studies music of other cultures as it pertains to religion um, okay. and, and their culture. So she's hired to create the music of the Navi, and right off the bat, there's some problems, okay. because, and this is a quote, <laughs> they wanted the Navi to have drum circles where each drum represented a planet in the solar system and would play a complex rhythmic structure which featured multi-layered elliptical time signatures derived from the orbital patterns of their solar system. Oh, huh. Wow. And nobody fucking knew what that meant. <laughs> Wait, so 
Wanda just says, let's do this. And everybody goes, huh? No. Jim says, Jim let's says do this. To oh, to Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> to okay. Wanda. And she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they... <laughs> 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 so imagine being on a job and your boss just says something like totally And you do this and it just... And you're like, oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I look like have a panic attack. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't do this. And so... The... And okay, real quick. So the clan that we see is the main clan, is the Omata, Ka- Omata Kaya clan, which in the language of the Na'vi uh, basically means blue flute. <laughs> so, which is never seen in the movie. Yeah. I was about to say. There's no flutes in the movie, but that's the clan. Okay. And so, Wanda knows this clan has to use wind instruments, but since they only have four fingers... They have to use a pentatonic scale instead of the heptatonic scale that we're used to, right? Because we have, like, so many fingies. Yeah. Um, we got more fingies so than They have so many fingies. Except for the Avatar, who actually have five fingers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we, we talked were... about that. I was going to ask you. I was like, yeah, we noticed that he's got, like, a big, fat hand with all the fingers on him. Yeah. I don't know. I guess because... This is the thing well, that they wanted to add. Well, I think because at the beginning they mentioned they're, like... The avatars are like mixed with like yeah the human DNA. DNA. So yeah, I guess so it's just because of like, the extra thing things. So yeah, so the music needed to change, and it needed to be kind of this vaguely non-white sound that didn't single out any one group. Um, so they they pulled from a lot of music, and here's that music: Swedish cattle herding cults, folk dance song from the Naga people of Northeast India, Vietnamese and Chinese work songs. Reading songs from the Born D, Celtic and Norwegian medieval laments, Central <laughs> African vocal polyphonies, Persian tornrier, tonal works by Chelsea, the Finnish women's group Fartina, personal songs from the Central Arctic Inuit, and brush dances from Northern California. Huh. So you have... folks at home, Mariah seems to be hiding a smile or a laugh or something. Trying to suss out what she's giggling over. One of the words you said sounded funny. Was it farting? Yeah, the farting. Yeah, the finish one's too farting. It hit me a little bit later. I was just like, oh, you said farting? That's all. I'm a child. Yeah. Forgive me. But so Cameron wanted. Cameron wanted all of these sounds to blend together perfectly. Uh-huh. And they... Did not? Don't. Okay. They don't. Unless they end up sounding insanely alien. Which, you think, that's what you want, right? You want this Navi, yeah. these songs, to be insanely alien because they are alien. The songs, or the, like, instrumentals, are so non-human to Cameron that he shoots it down. <laughs> He's like, this doesn't sound familiar at all. We need something that sounds a bit more human. Um, so he took all of that work and threw it in the trash and said, make me a more Western version of it. And they did a very similar thing to the music because the Navi language is real. I mean, it's, it's a con like, so it's a fake language. Mm-hmm. But they did hire Dr. Paul Frommer, 
a linguist at USC to create this entire language. That's insane to me. Wow. So the language is as real as like Elvish or Klingon. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of gathered that. Yeah. yeah. So there's a whole language with its own lexicon and its own sentence structure and, and verbiage that they are trying to make these songs off of. And so when, uh-huh. when Jim Cameron is writing the lyrics to like the funeral lament and the weaving song and the hunting song that never actually make it into the movie, it sounds weird to him. Mm. So he gets rid of it. And he's weird. just picking words from the language that sound good. Mm. So when you actually hear the Navi singing in the movie, it's just a bunch of gibberish. It doesn't mean anything. Huh. Even though... There is a full language. There is a full language, and these songs do exist. Like, there's a fucking book wow. that contains all of this lore, and you can, like, go through and see the lyrics in Navi. Damn. Huh. So... <laughs> I wonder, you know, there must be somebody out there who has, like, learned... Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of the actors. All of the actors had to learn this language. <gasps> <laughs> okay, I'm not an actor, you know, I, I like to be behind the camera, but if I was forced to do that, I think I'd be very upset. I have a fun fact for you. They didn't like it. Okay. When they did the original casting for all the Avatar and Navi people, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, those scenes that we gave you in English, you're not doing it in English. You're doing it in Navi. And a lot of the actors were pissed. Yeah. And a lot of people walked out. And so they drew from the people that kind of stayed oh and were willing God. to do the bits in Navi. And so you had a lot of people being like, I fucking bombed. Like uh, the scientist guy who ends up... Um, the scientist friend. Yeah, the scientist yeah, friend. Yeah. He's like, oh, I fucked up. I failed. Like, they're not going to call me back because I was speaking gibberish. And then like a month later, they're like, hey, you're in. You got the role. But yeah, so all the music is just a bunch of gosh darn gibberish. Interesting. Um, and Wanda says that in an interview after the film came out, there are only five points in the movie where she can tell that it's her work. Oh. After years uh, of effort, uh, of creating the music for this world, of <laughs> figuring out how Navi sounds, how drum circles work, how the laments work, how these songs, all of it, Five things where she says it's similar <laughs> to what she proposed. Oh. Not the same, but yeah. similar. Dang. For those at home, my head is the most <laughs> sad. Face. My mouth is just open. Yeah. That, that sucks. It's sad. not great. So Jimmy Boy just kind of did his own thing after she put in all this yeah, work? Because I would be so upset. Because Jim was wanting a more Western version. Yeah. After he initially after, didn't after want. After he you know, didn't want. Now, picture this. People come in and say that they want to respect a native ideology. Yeah. And then decide, no, we're not doing that. We're going to bastardize We're going to bastardize it, it yeah. and take it and do our own thing That's with so it. Yeah, <laughs> That's that so poetic. Isn't that ungodly poetic? Did it yeah. to himself. That is so, so funny. He did it through his own vision. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, <laughs> okay, I don't know if this is the appropriate time to jump into this fiasco. I was going to. 
Watching the movie, I did. I said this many times, watching the movie, you sit there and you see it, right? It's very serious. It's a very serious movie. There's a lot going on. There's tragedy. There's, you know, there's romance. There's everything that's going on. Oh, indigenous you're watching, rights and, like, destroying the planet. You're watching it? Yeah. Why is it silly? <laughs> Why is it silly? It's silly? Why? And I was trying <laughs> to quantify. Why is it silly? And I, I think maybe some of the reason is because... It is like weird, but it's not in my mind. Maybe not weird enough. I think because yeah. it is because it does just feel like a planet where people are big and blue and they have weird animals and that's yeah. kind of like there's no. I don't know. I think maybe that's why it's silly. I, <laughs> I can't decide. So I feel like in my head, maybe if it was more alien, I would have mm-hmm. maybe gotten a little more invested because I wouldn't have just been like, oh, it's people, but they kind of look different and yeah, they're ten feet tall. It's, yeah. I don't know, but just maybe we can talk about this more as it goes on and we think, but just try and quantify the silliness. Try and find a reason for the silly. I think we might be able to find it. Okay. We'll find I think it. we might be able to find it. We'll find it. I think right, one part of it is Jim and his team are making this whole world. The movie has not been filmed yet. <laughs> and they're running into all these problems with the Navi language not sounding right, with the music not sounding right, with everything not kind of connecting to the lore they had made. And so Cameron says that they had to break tradition and go against the lore multiple times oh, no. to get the sound that he wanted. The lore, mind you, for the movie that hasn't even been made yet. Yeah. The lore that can be changed at any mm-hmm. goddamn given second. Yeah. They're breaking and just like disregarding for some things and using for others. For instance, okay, the only song that you hear the Navi sing in the movie is... The it's when they're all around tree the tree of souls, yeah, the yeah. tree of yeah, souls like, lament, where Cameron wanted to break with Navi tradition and write a Navi amazing grace, huh. something that could end quote be understood from Oklahoma to South Dakota. <laughs> in between them. It literally doesn't make like, any goddamn sense. If you're just trying to do like the top of the state to the bottom of the state, you're missing a couple. You could have gone Texas, because Texas is, or like Florida. I, I don't, that's so bizarre to me. If I ever oh. meet good old Jimmy Boy, I'm going <laughs> to ask him about that. Him, yeah. No, it's so fucking weird. So, oh my god. <laughs> after all that, the music just becomes this kind of like, and they use like a digital computer to make all the music for the Navi. Mm -hmm. So most of the sounds don't even sound like genuine drums and flutes and stuff. They sound digital. And so 
let's just say Wanda was was not happy. I am on Wanda's side for this. Yeah. I'm backing you up, Wanda. Thanks, thanks, Wanda, for all the hard work that you did. Yes. Wanda, that didn't get to make it into the movie. Yes. Years of effort and money. Yeah. That gone. Yep. Wow. Um, but you know what? Dr. Paul Frommer, the linguist guy, yes. his work is in the movie. When they were figuring out how the Navi were going to speak English, they figured they needed to have accents. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that made-up language needs now made-up yeah. accents when yeah. they talk in English. And so they hired Colin Mayer, a dialect coach, uh, to help all of the actors that were playing the Navi to come up with just whatever sounded right. Um, so, like, when the uh, mother of the main Navi girl goes, like, Jake Suli. Suli, yeah. All those are just, like, the accent of the Navi yeah. that they had to make up. Mm-hmm. Um, so she helped a lot with that. And if you're watching this movie, this wonderful movie, and you see the part where Jake touches the, like, spiral plants and they yeah. suck back in, you might be thinking, boy, I wonder what the name is for that plant. And I also thought I'd probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like yeah. how uh, belligerent he was to the world around him. Yeah, he just, he'd just be smacking stuff. Like I know, the little, little, the little floaty jellyfish thing, mm-hmm. he like bats it away. <laughs> yeah. Lost it laughing. Yeah. It was so funny. And then he like grabs his arm and he tries to get it with the other one. Yeah. He's just like, oh, get them away. Little child. Anyway, sorry, what is the name of the plant? And that plant is called Helicoradian. Uh, and in Navi is known as Lorraine, or Beautiful Spiral. Wow. And okay. it's like Latin version of its name is Helicoradium Spiral. And that is the case for every single plant and animal in this movie. They have a name, a Navi name, and like its scientific name. Okay. And like why the plant exists, where the plant or animal in this world exists, how it eats and does all this stuff. There's so much goddamn lore that they had to hire Dr. Chody S. Holt, a plant physiology professor at California University of Riverside, to make sure that all the plant science in this movie is as accurate as possible, down to how the actors are taking samples in the background. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, that one bit where, one yeah, bit. where Sigourney Weaver okay. takes samples. Mm-hmm. You know... I would appreciate this deep dive into the lore if it showed in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It actually meant anything. It, it you don't, you it don't hear the show. names. Nope. Like, this kind of thing would be great for, like, oh, maybe this is jumping into another thing, too. This would be great for, like, a video game mm-hmm. where, like, you can, you know, read little things that interact with the plants and, you know, you can use that information to know where more are or something like that. But in a movie where they don't, like, talk about this and it's not important for you to know the physiological properties of the plant, mm-hmm. then it's just sort of all for nothing. It's yeah. Just and this, exercises. this is where the money's going. <laughs> this is why this movie costs so much money. Was the studio okay with this? Yes. Damn, I... They had goddamn no problems with yeah. it. Because he had made Titanic, so they were like, yeah. oh, whatever I'm saying. He had a good track record. He had Titanic, yeah. he had Terminator. Yeah. So they were kind of just like, we'll throw money at you. And so this is my last little bit of, like, pre-production factoids before we get into the fucking insane amount of technology in the actual production. 
they modeled the Pandoran solar system so that when they were doing like background scenes, the planets were in the right spot. So that, that is cool. when you, that's cool. When like it's a shot and you see Jake and the other people and there's like a planet in the background, yeah. that is scientifically where that planet should be. You know, I, I was... That's cool. I'll give you that. I'll <laughs> give that. I remember there being one shot where I could see, like, multiple planets, and, like, maybe there's moons or something in it, mm-hmm. but I noticed, like, they were, like, crescent. They were, like, all sort of, like, crescent, and I was, like, for a moment, I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I wonder how, like, they figured out what it would look like in that cycle, you know, and how mm-hmm. that would show. Like, for a brief moment, I was like, huh. Yeah. Like, okay, I thought about that. So... I didn't realize they had the whole thing mapped they out. They had the whole thing mapped out. Um... Oh, well, this is, this is another, like, weird little tidbit I remember about Titanic, because mm-hmm. James Cameron's on it. I remember them doing research into what they thought the night sky would have looked like when Titanic happened. Oh, God. So they, they tracked back, like, where the stars and constellations would have been at that year, at that time of oh, night. Jesus. And stuff. So I remember them doing that. So I, I think I think his weird little mannerisms probably tracked yeah. through all these movies. That makes you know, sense. That sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Now, the film isn't technically greenlit yet. <laughs> We're not even greenlit yet. We're getting We're very close. Last, a couple last little things need to happen. They start testing the, the volume, right? The stage that they're working on. Right. And the motion capture the, and the face capture. And so, how does this all work? Basically what it is, is you get your actors on the stage and they're covered in you know, all these little white dots. Yeah. And then you have cameras all over the room capturing these little dots from mm-hmm. every angle and those cameras feed all of this information into a computer and that computer figures out where each of these dots is in a 3d space and then that computer feeds it to another computer that creates a skeleton oh, yeah. for that and that computer is also tasked with marrying that skeleton to a character rig right. and put all that together they used two actors uh, to do all these tests, and it worked perfectly. And then production starts. The movie actually gets greenlit. It's time to start filming, and they use the same setup. And it doesn't work anymore. Because they're having tens, twenties of actors on yeah. the stage at one time, and the computers can't handle it. Mm. They're not good enough. So they're like working, and then it crashes. And they have to reboot the system and try to pick up where, where they left off. And this is going on throughout like the entire thing, where they're like, like the entire shoot, the entire shoot. This is happening. Oh, buddy. Yeah, and Jim wants things to feel as real as possible, so he shuttles everybody off to Hawaii <sighs> to live in the jungle for a little bit. <laughs> okay. So that they can like understand what it feels like to step in mud. And climb ropes. Go touch grass. <laughs> yeah, he basically go tells all the cast, grass. go touch grass. Go touch grass. Go touch grass for a little bit. <laughs> and they do all of this in costume. Oh my <gasps> goodness. Kanavi don't wear a lot, a lot of clothes. I know, that's why I said, oh so, my goodness. The actors are running around goddamn naked. I know, like the, the oh movies are out. The movies out. Movies. Yeah, I didn't realize. I would have thought as a kid I would remember that a little better, but I didn't. Um, so... Everyone's running around naked in Hawaii, just like eating dirt, yeah. <laughs> drinking <laughs> dirt. plant water. Um, 
and Jim is like recording all of this stuff to get reference. Uh, no, <laughs> I would sound like hate that. Bad. Yeah, and they go through horse training, archery training. Sam, the actor for Jake, goes through military training, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about his legs later because the guy can walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they that was a question I had to use they use prosthetics and then like basically like digital out his. That was his my legs. Guess. Okay, yeah, we the entire those. movie. Yeah, that was my opinion. Um, so a little, little also like side thing that they had to do. But they go through all this training, come back, and they built like rock walls to represent the, the Hallelujah Mountains mm-hmm. so that they would actually have to climb something. Oh, God. So all the actors are doing like insane physical tasks. Rock climbing would be fun, though. I'll say that. Yeah, but it's not like, it's like, a, it's not like a normal rock. Like, it's a one-to-one recreation. Of the Hallelujah Mountain, like, vines that they have to climb. It. And All of that's going on. They are in a world that doesn't actually exist. Correct. So Jim has the brilliant idea. <laughs> the big boy brain idea. Big boy galaxy brain Jim James Cameron. Jim Cameron, you revolutionized... <laughs> Jimmy James boy Cameron Jimmy going James to boy Cameron. biggest ideas in biggest the world. Biggest big brain oh ideas. So sweet. He has the brilliant idea of tracking the camera. This is the first time mm-hmm. that anything like this is done. Okay. So, so and I actually a, a big boy brain idea. Like camera loosely. Because this is actually just a monitor with handles and a couple dots on it. Hmm. Um, that he is using so that when he puts it up, He's not seeing the actors or the stage. He's seeing the rough version of what we see at the end of the movie. Yeah, that's really cool. So he, like, pioneers this whole new way of doing motion capture where you can actually see the world around you. Mm -hmm. And he can be like, oh, no, this stick that isn't actually here needs to be moved. That's wild. And he can, like, look at it and go, oh, this virtual lighting needs to change. And, you know, with this camera shot here, I think that, like, the actor should be doing something a little bit differently. So Steven Spielberg Mm -hmm. comes on one day and sees all this. And he's like, holy shit, this is mind-bogglingly amazing. So Steven Spielberg's even like, this is fucking sick as fuck. Long shot. I could be completely off. Is this, like, where he was, like, inspired to do the Tintin movie? I was just thinking that. It was. I was oh, just thinking it actually that. Was. was. I was like, I bet this is the jumping point. Got this it. is the point where he gets the idea to do Tintin. That's yeah. crazy. I'm so, yeah. I'm very... That was a long shot for me. Yeah. I'm and surprised I got it. it. You fucking nailed it. Hell yeah. So yeah, so this is like... I mean, he's like completely redoing how we do yeah. CG yeah, yeah, worlds. Yeah. And he's going as far as like when they do the planes... And the Banshees is what, like, the, those mm-hmm. flying things are called. They made wire models and put little dots on them and flew them around like little kids. <laughs> and that's how they got the motion that inspired the animators for the final bit. I'm guessing you wish you had that job. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I kind of like how childlike everything is. Yeah. You just feel like a bunch just of like kids Because you're just, like, flying, you're like, yeah. well, I'm going to get you. Yeah, and then, like, the animators are like, okay, that's the motion we have to that's use. That's what I do. Yeah, oh, man, that's, I do that's that as a kid all the time. I do that with, like, a napkin at the dinner table. Yeah. And like, and I tear it apart and it blew up. So, they do that and have 
So Jim, okay, volumes don't exist yet as we know them now, where like it's the you know all the screens, mm. and so unfortunately Jim is I can only imagine what they would have done if they had that, but Jim has to kind of like stand there with a big stick whenever an animal shows up, and just kind of like wave it yeah. around. It's just like watching the footage of like behind the scenes. It's like a fucking like twenty foot pole with a. Like a ball tennis ball? At the end. Yeah, 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 tennis ball at the end. And he's just like waving it around yep. at the actors. And they're like, ah, I'm scared of the pole. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. It's all such an actor. Anytime like, I've seen I, this. Thinking about this, this is like poetic in a very interesting sense of how the creation of this movie is such a dedicated act of imagination. Mm-hmm. Like through and through at every step of the way. It's all just pretending and imagining I mean, most movies are, but, like, I feel, like, extensively, like, where it came from, like, where he came from as a boy to, yeah, actors pretending there's, you know, there's stuff there, like. On top of all this, Jim is also pioneering performance capturing stuff for the face, because he was worried, everything up until now, when they do face capturing, because it technically already existed, they were afraid of kind of the dead eye effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where... You know, like, eyes don't move properly, and... You get the uncanny valley. You get the uncanny yeah. valley. Yeah. So he straps that wide-angle camera to the face of the actors. Sure, it was very flattering. Very flattering. Well, you know what? They loved it. All the actors actually really liked it. Oh, okay. Because it was out of the way enough to where they could still, like, make eye contact with each other, mm-hmm. and, like, get those, like, hard beats yeah. where, like, their eyes just yeah. twitch oh so slightly. Yeah. Um, and Sigourney Weaver, she was like, this is the next stage of acting. Hmm. Like, this is bringing a whole new level of storytelling. Because she's like, I could be an alien. I could be young, old. Um, I could be anything. And it's still my performance. But with that face capturing came a problem. Because every person has a slightly different way their face moves. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they are taking this raw data from their face and putting it onto a model, they have to go in point by point, muscle by muscle, get the spots. And it takes a month to do this for every single character. Golly gee. That would... Gee. You know, I'm not very uh, technical. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can imagine that that would be so daunting and exhausting. Yeah. Extremely. I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with this, but I know that, like, you know, when you rig, like, this, you know, skeleton to, like, a model, uh-huh. I know that's, like, a very, like, difficult and time-consuming yeah. task. So imagine doing that with every yeah. single muscle in your face. Damn. Damn. Now two years of production have gone by. <sighs> uh-huh. The entirety. Have they, wait, have, so did they, like, film it all, or are they still... Or they, do they have, like kind of film stop work on like tech stuff. They have only done performance capturing. Okay. So two years of them getting the actor motion and the actor like face capture goes by. The entirety of the Titanic creation from start to finish yeah. has gone by. Yeah. So you could make another Titanic in yeah. the time it is made for one third of this movie to come. Yeah. Now it's on to the live-action part, where they have to have Sam and his prosthetics basically teach him how to be in a wheelchair. And to do that, they actually had him play wheelchair basketball in his off time. 
to kind of like get used sense. to oh. like you know being yeah, in a wheelchair yeah, and um, all that. So if you guys remember, Avatar is a three D movie. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching it the 3D in probably theaters. Probably the peak of 3D. Mm-hmm. 3D cameras aren't good yet yeah. when this movie is being made. They're massive and clunky and bad. So Jim Cameron goes through the efforts of redesigning 3D cameras from the ground up for this movie. Wow. Here's a thought. Just don't do it in 3D. No. That man was sold <laughs> no. in 3D, though. He was sold on it. And now look at where we are with 3D. Yeah. And so he recreates all these cameras. Honestly, people love it. They're able to go... They Because before, you never really got to see what it looked like. But now you can finally, in like yeah. a steady rig, use the camera, go into a van they had, put on some glasses, and see what the shot looked like. Oh, in 3D. In 3D. Interesting. Okay. And so this helped... All of them, when it came to like figuring out how much depth they should add, yeah, if they should change it, if the 3D is not working and it just needs to be removed entirely for that shot. The actual production is done primarily in New Zealand, and our boy Jim, due to scheduling problems, can't be there anymore. He was supposed to be there for like months, but now he can only be there for six days. Hmm. And so he has the bright idea of using the motion-captured camera on set so they get 3d scans of the set in new zealand and jim cameron can go to the volume and use his monitor to be on set oh, no. and so he's, he's doing that yeah. he's doing that he's basically like <laughs> doing vr before vr is really wow. a thing so yeah. you can zoom in the set but so all that live action kind of goes without a huge hitch um a lot of the sets are extended. It's a lot of green screen stuff. Yeah. Um, but did they have any matte paintings, or was it all digital? Uh, they did not have any matte paintings. Okay. It was yeah, all digital. Yeah. And now it's time for Jim to actually get the camera shots because he didn't get that the first time. And so a year of Jim going in every single day with his little monitor set up in an empty room, actually getting the camera shots for the movie, for, like, the Navi mm-hmm. and all the made-up yeah. world, just, like, by himself. That's wild. Yeah. I yeah. know I keep saying that. Yeah. But I don't have anything else to say besides that that's wild. Yeah, just, like, a guy sitting in an empty room looking at a monitor yeah, of, like, basically, like, as close as you can get to VR, getting yeah. shots of footage they had gotten months yeah. before. Yeah. And this is also where they're like, okay, move this stick, move this stick, move this light. And so they're still, like, getting fucking shots for the first time. And it doesn't look good yet. It looks poopy. Okay. And so they hand this stuff over to Weta Digital. Mm-hmm. And they gave their first shot to Weta Digital in February of 2007. Okay. They did not get that shot back until May of 2008. Oh, my God. A year before the movie releases. A year before the movie releases, they get their first shot back of a primarily CG movie. Um, and this doesn't even include the live action stuff. Yeah, I, I will say, I think where we're going with this, I noticed when we watched the credits, there was a lot of names and a lot of companies. A yeah. lot of really big companies too I saw mm-hmm. were attached to this. Yeah, so it, it took them forever to get that first shot. And by the end of it... How, how long was the shot? Like, was it a scene or yeah. was it like... It was... A, it was the scene 
where Jake is saved by Natiri, and she's like, "I shouldn't have saved you." Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. "Why'd you do it?" And she's like, "Oh, you have you have a strong heart." Yeah. So it's that scene. Okay. Um, okay. it took a year, a whole wow. year. Wow. Of animators working to do the cloth sims, the character animation, background animation, all of this stuff. Is it is it like the one that we see now? Like that is the one we see. Okay, I was like, I was like, I hope that it was good at least. Yeah, yeah. And and so they say that the first thirteen shots took like a year and a half, but by the end they were doing two hundred shots a month. Oh, so they were pumping out. They they were like, oh yeah, it was an exponential curve of like figuring out how all this stuff. Yeah. So by the end of it, they were masters. Yeah. I will say, and I, I think probably this alludes to like how many people are working on it. I was, I was commenting that on this while watching it. I feel like I could tell in some shots where maybe like more time was spent on it or less time was spent, mm-hmm. or maybe it was just like someone else. Where it would be like it would be something like like the the dogs that like attack him mm-hmm. in the night before she saved him. There's like a shot with them in the dark and it like looks really good. And then later on you see a shot of like that same animal and it like the, the, the skin, like, like the yeah. textures skin or whatever. Really yeah, the textures are great. And it could have just been the lighting, so it was different and just whatever. But it, it seemed like, you know, it was like not as great. I was assuming it was because, like, maybe just the way they did the pipeline and how they prioritized the shots and just didn't make it. But yeah. let it be clear, I still could never it's do still anything. It's great. Fantastic. It's just like you could <laughs> tell, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like some were better than others. Oh, for sure. I mean, well, I think a lot of it came down to because they were like, for all of the effects and stuff, they were kind of constantly behind on their deadlines mm-hmm. granted they just kind of made these deadlines up but they were shots that they finished really early on that didn't get approved to be like actually animated or fleshed out until 2009 <laughs> okay. the year the that movie is, comes out yeah whoa we it know came, this. it came out like what december of 2009 yeah okay uh, i love yeah, that december. i just know that i feel like a lot of the big ones yeah, well, and the next one's coming out in December, too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we know this movie to be, like, the two hours and... Two, 40, two hours and 40, 40 minutes. minutes. The original cut was 40 minutes longer. Ooh. So, three hours and, what, like, 20, 30 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Um, had a whole part where he's back on Earth. Oh, so really? you see Earth. I was really curious. I was like, I want to see Earth. Like, I want to see what that looks like. Because, again, I found myself more interested in, like, the human technology than I did any of yeah. the alien stuff. Well, so, that kind of goes towards Jim, because he yeah. wanted to make sure that all of the technology worked. Yeah, okay. Every switch and dial and button on every piece yeah. of machinery it, it, it did look pretty mean. has a purpose. It's not just like, oh, we added the switch. It's like, no, this switch powers this servo in this leg. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I remember, I suppose this one's not too hard because there's a lot of reference, but, like, when they're, like, flying stuff and some of the switches and levers and things, like, I've seen, like, helicopter cockpits and, like, how yeah. pilots do stuff, and I'm like, yeah, it looks very reminiscent of what I've seen, like, pilots do, so I'm yeah. guessing it's just... Because, and a part of that goes to, all the pilots had to learn how to fly helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Why, of course wouldn't, you why wouldn't you have all of your pilots <laughs> You know what, I will say... Kind of a cool skill to have. Yeah, yeah. I would rather do I that suppose, than yeah. learn a f- fictional language. Yeah, I think like, it'd be a pretty good yeah. flex to be like, oh yeah, and I can fly a helicopter. Yeah, it would be. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, you don't want to be able to speak Navi. Oh, you don't you want, don't want to, to, you, you to, don't want to go to boot camp? <laughs> yeah. I think I would rather learn how to fly a helicopter, thank you very much. So, 40 minutes get cut, constantly behind deadlines. You know, you're doing 200 shots a day. Or a month, I'm sorry. 200 shots a month. A day? Yeah. The film is now being ready to be released. And they're doing the trailers. And they're doing like the, you know, test one screenings. Two yeah, they're doing test screenings. And people hate it. <laughs> people are like, this looks like a CG mess. <laughs> this looks like garbage. <laughs> garbage. Um, and nobody cared about it. Mm-hmm. And so our best boy, Jimmy, mm-hmm. had the idea of coming up with Avatar Day. Where <laughs> people, could, <laughs> people could come in uh, to movie theaters all across the world and watch... Um, 15 minutes of the movie in 3D because he knew that the movie wasn't going to be sold on any one shot. It was the whole it was story, the, the, the insane yeah, so the experience in the theater. Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy Cameron uh-huh. is your local drug dealer. Yeah. And he wants you to come in and have a little taste. I hope that you come back and buy more of that sweet, sweet, sweet avatar. Sweet avatar. Yeah. Put right in your veins. The first one's free. The first yeah. one you get in there, he hooks you. You get the sweet 3D. And boy, oh boy, did he get people hooked. That is wild. <laughs> this movie made $77,205,481 domestic. So just in the U.S. And over its lifetime, made $2.8 billion. Hard beat. Hard beat. Billion dollars. Billion. Now, not as much as not Morbius. Not more billion. But not billion. more billion. But <laughs> billion dollars. So a lot of money, but not as Yeah. Morbius. Morbius. More, more bucks. <laughs> so this movie made a profit. Made, it did I made the okay. highest profit? Um, how how does he do it? <laughs> it's it's an enigma. Like, and when you think about like Titanic, that's like one of the highest grossing movies as well. It did very well. It yeah. did extremely well, and it's like I mean, it's good, but it's not. Like, <laughs> it's not great, you know. Like, how is this happening? I feel it's it's weird. It's, just the it's weird to me that it just seems to be like mediocre films that yeah. just get people yeah. like. Okay, I this mean, is this well. Is... Okay, that does kind of make sense. Like, because it's easy. Like, it's more accessible to larger audiences. Whereas, if you have some some sort of weird, more artful film, you know, people are gonna feel like they can't do it. In the moment, it's like a craze, and people yeah. see it. But then, when they look back on it, they're like, eh. yeah, no. Like, I, mean, like I... I don't know anybody who's super passionate about Avatar. I think everybody has seen Avatar, but I think most people, you know, I could be wrong. You know, listeners, email yeah. in, let me know that I'm wrong. But like. I just feel like people go, yeah, it was a 3D movie. I watched Avatar two days ago with all of this knowledge going in. Barely remember a goddamn line of dialogue. Other than Jake Sully. Jake Sully. And, well, you can't forget the legendary mountain of Pandora. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah Mountains. A Hallelujah Mountains. A Hallelujah Mountains. <sighs> yeah, and that was another thing we are talking about. It was like, the, di- the dialogue is The dialogue is not good. No. No, it, and, and I said this while we were watching it. It felt like expositional video game dialogue where I, where you had you know and every character was just like a really big stereotype 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you know you had the, the colonel who's who's fucking bench pressing as he's talking yeah. to Jake, yeah. and then he's like, oh, oh yes, I'm gonna show off my big muscles in this tank top and like war and all that stuff. And then yeah. you have like the sassy female like pilot who you know dies and like yeah, the, I, I thought she was gonna you know say something like really smartassy, mm-hmm. you know, she's going out or whatever. And then you know it was like everybody was just a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. well, it felt it felt I will say even so even unreal. The movie and unrealistic. in general had like weird. And I was saying this like like video game like elements. Yeah. In my mind was things where it's like, oh, this feels like a mission in a video game. Mm-hmm. Or like this would be or you know, it's like, oh, this is like the boss battle in a video game. He's in a mech and you gotta like fight him and you're like, okay, like I, it felt like a video game, which honestly I kinda like. Dialogue wise I didn't, but <laughs> yeah, like, like the it's... rest it's kinda like, oh I I get it. Like we gotta stop the bomber before <laughs> yeah. you know, like you gotta go get it. Like you know, some of that was kind of like fun. That is so. that is actually just straight up video game. Mission. Yeah, like, that's just video game. Like you yeah. know, but I don't know if that was intentional or. I don't think so. I know, it, it, again, it like, kind of works, but I Which don't think it makes a phenomenal film. Because the lead actor Sam Worthington, I don't know if you read else he's done. He was in the Call of Duty games, a couple of Call of Duty games. Hmm. And I don't know if that came before or after, but he seems very... He also did, I think, motion capture yeah. as well. So he's very familiar with motion capture. When he first got this script, he was like, this is fucking nothing. Yeah. And he was like, he didn't have a job at the time, so he was like, I might as well. I guess I'll just do it. And now he's hooked in for two decades. And now he's decades. hooked in for goddamn forever. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Man, the job security of that. Yeah. Dude, and oh. it's going to be 19 years from the start to the finish. 2009, and I think the last one's supposed to premiere 2028. Oh my god. Because what? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like was it like two years yeah, after this one comes out. Total, like every right? two years. Oh god, there's so much. Which means so that in two years we're gonna bombs. have to make an Avatar we're two episode. We're gonna make an Avatar two episode where I talk about all the fish back lore. But like all the money, all the that money, most of it went to lore, and like paying off I doctors to yeah. make languages and plants. Again, it but like stuff said, they don't really focus on. Yeah, that. They don't. Nothing comes of it. If. If they really did focus on it, because they kind of do like the montage as Jixui is like learning and you know he becomes part of the tribe. There's like a montage where he's like learning the lore. Yeah. But we should be there with him learning it too for it to make sense. Yeah. Did you know that that tribe is known for its amazing weaving? Wow. All that weaving that happens in the movie. All that weaving that happens. Remember all the weaving? Yeah. The weaving they, the, that scene that they That wonderful had? scene where they absolutely had it, where they weaved. Wove? Wove. Wove. Wait, I don't know. Weaved? Wove. Wove. Oh, yeah. Also, side note, they, like, hired a bunch of ad- Olympic archers to teach them how to do archery. and But, like, they were like, oh, doing archery the normal way is too human, so they just flipped the hand backwards. Oh, yeah. I did notice that. And the archers were like, you can't do that. And then Jim went into, like, his backyard and shot a bush. And then Olympic archers were like, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just a side tidbit. Yeah. That, oh, my goodness. I know I keep saying it. That's wild. That's, <laughs> can you imagine? You're like, all right, we're going to get the best of the best in here. Actually. No, man. no don't uh, do that. I know yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's <laughs> most of the stuff that happened. I could go on even more about like the smaller things that they did, but how would you guys like the movie? I know you guys thought it was kind of silly. Let's we'll, we're into the um, part where we talk about like yeah. fucking, like how. Um, I mean, we just talked about it, but the dialogue is not yeah, good. Yeah, not I think the plot the plot is is fairly simple when you like look at yeah. it. Yeah, it's not it's not necessarily new 
or original, mm -hmm. but obviously the, the big drawing factor is the animation and the technology. And, you, you know, there are definitely times watching it where I'd be like, oh, that is a really cool shot. Mm -hmm. Or like the way they animated the water. It's stunning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And, and so there are definitely aspects that I really liked, but I found myself constantly being like, how much longer is this movie because it feels like this could be the ending right here yeah. it felt at so many different stages like it was like the final battle or whatever fuck you still have, like Just 50, 50 minutes left all right you know we paused it halfway through and it's like we still have a normal movie length left oh, in this god to, like, yeah. to get through um I wrote down notes. Yeah, I'm of, looking at like, Oh, there was, like, slow the slow motion? The slow-mo. The slow-mo. It was weird. They chose, like, some of them made sense, but there were a lot yeah. of shots where just randomly slow-mo for, like, five seconds, and then it would just speed back oh, up. Oh, man, yeah, there's yeah. the bits yeah, where, where the one guy, uh, what is he, like, the brother or something? He, he just always comes in on a horse. It, oh, like, yeah. cracked me up <laughs> every time, because he would just be like, and here they come in on the horses. I'm like, oh, The horses look man, goofy. It looked like, um... Max from Hercules, kind of. Okay, I had I had two distinct experiences with this movie. Um, one, first of all, I was trying to like analyze it. I specifically, again, the plot, in terms of the plot, I specifically was going to analyze Jake's like conflict and him going from yeah, I'm gonna you know undermine these people and take all their their sweet sweet gold on a yeah to now never mind, I'm gonna fight you know my my race. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it wasn't as, like, complex as I think it could have been. I mean, once you get that sweet, sweet I guess. ponytail. Once you get the blue mommy, GF, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, yeah, I guess maybe. You got the big, big blue mommy GF voice. Please stop saying that. <laughs> I had to repeat because I wanted to react to it. But, like, his, his conflict, I felt like, of course, could have been better, but, again, the story is very simple. Um, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. When the colonel guy is like, how's it feel to betray your yeah. race? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, come on, man. You're a corporation. Like, yeah. They're in, yeah, that's the other thing. They're like mercenaries. They're not like... Yeah, it's not like it's a human race versus like the Nazis. It's just like, like a, a mercenary corporation. Yeah. It's like, so like, I felt there could have been more there. But also just the plot. It's, I was also thinking about like how they balance... Because they're all being very serious. But again, it's so silly. And I was like... How do you approach something like this? Do you go full in serious, or is that just then going to make it too goofy? So you, I feel like you need to have a balance of like it's so weird, it's so difficult. Um, one thing I will say with movies like this, and I think they did a good well here, is like the camera work is very grounded. Yeah, it's like handshake. You know, it's not. Um, you see this a lot when they talk about like monster movies and stuff, mm -hmm. but like Pacific Rim is the big one. Yeah, it's always talked about where it's like the camera's grounded. It's not like up and flying around all the time. You, you feel like you're there. You feel like your feet are on the ground. You're there watching it. You're moving around with them. Maybe there's a couple of shots here and there where it's like, you know, flying around. But yeah. Well, that's because, I mean, that's because Jim yeah, did stand actually there. held the camera. And I think In that, that world, he was standing there. Yeah. I the think shots. that lent a lot to Like it feeling really real. real yeah. It's immersive. The immersive quality, there we go. you know, that as hard as it was. But then you realize you're looking at blue people and you're torn out of the movie and you're like, what am I watching? I'm I know, there'd be two, times. I'm watching two blue. Yeah, Many people have sex You're with their yeah. ponytails. With their, the yeah, ponytail sex. People. Speaking of which, how do they? Oh, oh, you want to know how they have? You want to know how they have? We need to know. Sex? Do they? Is it the? Is it ponytail or is it? I don't think the ponytail is sex. It's, it's like connection. It's just things. like a. It's just yeah. It's you kind of like when you vibe with someone. <laughs> so you just vibe all right. Part of the lore of this world. <laughs> Miles, you look very reluctant to say this. Is James <laughs> Jim Cameron? <laughs> Wrote down how they have sex. Okay. That's um, important. I, I feel like you got it. 
And there is there's literally a whole Wikipedia page okay. about just the mating rituals. And I got it open right here. All right. Okay. Um, Decided maybe I don't want to hear this, but go ahead. <laughs> they they are completely monogamous. Okay. Okay. Um, traditionally, once a young Navi has passed their clan's <laughs> rite of passage and accepted into adulthood, uh, they're allowed to choose a mate, but the female has to also choose them. Okay. Um, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Glad he wrote that in. Mm-hmm. Um, the process of selecting mate can take years, uh, though arranged marriage does happen between clans. And then they go to a sacred site, the Tree of Voices, something like that. And then they do an act called Sahelu, uh, which you connect ponytails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing hear them. And this connects you both highly erotically and spiritually. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, and creates a bond that lasts a lifetime. Wow. Um, but this isn't actually the sex. It's just Extremely so sexual, not actually sex. Okay. Like going to like Taco Bell at two o'clock together. You know, that kinda that kinda deal. Very okay, like it's just like the vibes. Like, so, vibes you know, like, really, so insane. God, yeah. You're really connecting Taco Bell. Um so I don't know why that was your example. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty good example. Yeah, what happens with me? Yeah. Well, you don't really feel connected with somebody when you go to Taco Bell yeah, at two o'clock well, in the morning. When we when we when we go to Taco Bell and we Sit on a car somewhere. It's not like Sahelu. Yeah. It's basically yeah. It's Sahelu. You guys are basically <laughs> doing. Right. It. You're right. I'm sorry. But yeah, the one part they leave out is after that. It's basically human sex. Okay. Okay. Just classic. I know how okay. that works. You doing the okay. You doing the gesturing. Thing. He gestured um, with fingers. Yeah, the classic, the classic sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so one one Navi female can produce one to ten offspring. Oh. Mm-mm. Um, often spaced widely through time, they carry the infant for four months, and directly after birth, they hook that motherfucker up to the tree. Mm. They take the ponytail and hook him up and go, "Cool, here's." They download. The <laughs> they download every Navi creature into this baby, and wow. they breastfeed normally. Okay. Okay. Despite not having nipples, I don't understand how that works. They don't. She just, I guess she I just sort of had the darkened skin then. Because she definitely had. I don't like, remember dark, seeing her nipples. You saw, well, I don't know if you see, like, but there's definitely, like, no, this, this discoloration. There. There's a, there's a, mm. you know, pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't like. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. you hook the baby up to the collective consciousness of Pandora. Of course. As one does. As That's one what does. happened to me when I got born. Yeah, <laughs> the hard drive. Plug in. <laughs> Got to make sure port. you eject before you actually unplug it. Oh yeah, see that was a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got to wear glasses. But yeah, um, that's that's not me mating. Okay. That's the wonders. It's a lot like human mating, but plus a few steps of going to Taco Bell at two o'clock. That's <laughs> good. It's good vibes. Or at least they're like you'll never get to experience. Yeah, they're they're weak as assimilation of that. They don't get the same. They don't have the strength as powerful. Yeah, (laughs) it may be connecting consciousnesses, but it's not getting Taco Bell. But yeah, so I want to say as we finish up here, I mentioned I had two experiences watching. One was from very analytical, strong, you know, film basis of wow, this movie's kind of mediocre. The other, the other viewpoint was from a young Stefan, a young little boy Stefan watching it and going, wow, those explosions in the mech, they're fighting? That's pretty cool. 
That's pretty cool. I like my. I remember my favorite bit when I was younger, and I watched this. There's a bit at the end where the boss guy jumps out of the airship and lands, uh-huh. and, and there's a giant explosion. I remember thinking that was the coolest thing. That was pretty sick. It was so cool. And so part part of that, like showing through, I'm like, oh, I like just looking at like the thing. It's fun when they're shooting each other and falling and blowing up. And it's fun. Miles, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, too much went into this movie for what we got. I think yeah, absolutely. Too much. If it showed, if like all the lore and stuff showed, mm-hmm. but I also think with the approach of what he had, what the story is, you could have never in, incorporated all those things. Oh no! Unless you, it would have had to be a completely minutes. different like story. Yeah. Well, even just like if the story centered around like a scientist, and so you're more involved with like the lore and the world because it's like you know they're going around and yeah. like, studying things, but it's not. It doesn't center on Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> no, it's, it's see that would have been that would have been the way way to yeah, go. Exactly. It's Sigourney Weaver in an alien planet. I would watch that five times in a row. Yeah, I mean, how am I supposed to know that the Viper Wolf is willing to travel long distances, even going to the mountain of banshees to find prey? But yeah, um, the plot, the story, subpar. The acting, not great. The visual effects, the pioneering technology, that pretty cool. Good. Pretty for something that came out great. in two thousand nine. Yeah, all the things they did. I would rate this. What do I want to rate this? What do you give it? Gosh, I'm gonna rate it like six sex tales <laughs> out of out of ten. Sex Sonic? tales. Sex tales. <laughs> you know, they're pony dolls where they have connections with. I forget what you out everything. of ten system, so I can kind of I can find a middle ground of what I. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much on the same page. I think I'm going to go probably, yeah, I'll probably go 6 out of 10. I'm trying to figure out what my... Yeah, what your rating system is. Yeah. Six. Oh, I'm not even thinking. 6 out of 10 feels right because, like, it would be, like, a 4 or a 5 if it was just the story. Yeah. But then, like, once you add on yeah. all the, yeah. the amazing, like, visual effects and all that. But... I give it 6 of those little floating uh, dandelion jellyfish Oh, I can things. probably find out their names. Oh, <laughs> probably. Hold on. Six, I, six of them bad boys out of ten. That'll be my rating. You do your... I'm going to try to find what they're called. Okay. Oh, that's, um, the, that's the monkey thing. You know, I, I'm doing six... I think six, but also, I think I kind of want to do six and a half. I think I want to bump it up a half just because I really admire, again, the, the VFX. Um, and the fact that this movie was, like, sold on that. Like, it, it, the phenomena of this movie alone, the mystery of it, makes me want to rate it higher just because I find it so fascinating. I don't know if it was that enjoyable. Well, I did kind of also. I've got a lot of nostalgia tied in, so for that reason, I kind of just like enjoyed it. But I really did just kind of like looking at it. Also, so we don't end up all with the same rating. It's fine if we do. No, it's not. Oh, I have to oh. be different. All right. And I'll and rate it so six and a half. Um, race traders. Ooh. Ten. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you have the name for the thing? I'm still trying to find it. There are there's bugs in here that aren't even in the movie at all. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, I did like there was the one little lizard thing, oh, and then the lizard, it, the spinny one, lizard. and it spun, and oh, it was yeah. like that was really cool. I like that. I was just going spinny lizard at yeah. the TV. Yeah, spinny lizard. Yeah, nope. Could uh, I'm trying to find it. I just oh, is it this? They're just called wood sprites. Wood sprites. And they're technically a plant. So okay. It is like a dandelion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Six wood sprites out of ten. Or accurate. Yeah, it is a seed of the tree of souls. Oh, okay. So technically, it's like. Because the Tree of Souls... Because they, they, don't they say, like, the Tree of Souls chose you? Like, why did it choose yeah. you? Cause yeah, because, like, technically the whole planet has, like, a nervous system yeah. and yeah. a brain. Yeah. 
So I'm pretty sure the wood sprites are sentient. Yeah. yeah. Like a well, yeah, they were all landing on him like, purposely. Yeah. Well, when I landed on her arrow, it stopped her from shooting. Yeah. So, yeah. I knew. Wow. All right. Yeah. We did it. That's Avatar. That's, we fought that's Avatar. Avatar. We got through it. Yeah. What's yeah. what's uh what's the next episode? What is the next one? Next Stephen? episode is me, Stefan. I'll be leading a discussion on a movie called Train Spotting. Have you seen Train this movie? Spotting? I have not. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's gonna be quite the turn from Avatar. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really know how I ended up on this movie, but I did. Um, it's wacky, kind of messed up, but also I think it's as fun. Uh, the the best take on um drug addiction that you could have. Okay. Like, it's very fun, but also very awful. I can't wait to watch Mariah watch it. Oh, because she's a drug addict. <laughs> she's a drug addict, and she's going to start crying and bawling. And she, no, there's a couple of moments. There's some absurd moments that I can't wait to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to any movie that doesn't have ungodly lore. <laughs> yeah, no ungodly lore. I will say, though, for this movie specifically, Miles, whenever you watch it, it's got very interesting editing. So Ooh, okay. I'm looking forward to I want that. you to look at it with that lens. All right. Cool. Well, Sweet. And I want you to, and then I also chose it, so I chose this movie for everyone. You said that in very quietly. Made it seem like it was real. <laughs> no, she doesn't do drugs. She just drinks coffee. This has been The Takes It Took. This has been. This has been The Takes It Took. A movie podcast. For Mariah to get a haircut. Huh? What? what? Cut the tape. Cut the tape. Okay, Cut, uh, it. Cut it. Cut it. Do the, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. End do it, it now, please. I please. will once you please. shut up. Alright, well that has been... The takes it took. Yeah, so that's been uh, the episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for still listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and we are just at uh, the takes it took. And if you got an email you want to send us, any suggestions for the show, uh, movies you'd like us to cover, comments, you know, which we're always trying to improve, um, you can email us at the takes it took at gmail.com. But until then... Keep watching movies and yeah. uh, and enjoy your next movie watching experience. Hopefully, yeah. Well, and that one strong. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. All right. I love you. <laughs> I don't. Fuck. You want to end with some Avatar singing? Yeah. <laughs>